Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. My name is Austin. I'm BJ. Uh, last week, BJ and I were both a little busy. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, taking a trip back in time, hearing us dis- discuss uh, Dragon Quest back before. I think I, at the time we recorded that one on your other podcast, I was in the middle of playing Dragon Quest Seven, so I'd only played yep. Eleven and then the Urgic trilogy up until that point, and you had only played Eight and One on the NES, I think, at the time. Yep, and part of 11 up to that point, up to uh, the point where you get to Nautica. Um, so uh, what difference a year makes, huh? <laughs> ah, no, um, right? I think I counted it up. I think counting the spinoff games and stuff like that, I played like 15 Dragon Quest games overall. Um, Holy cow, since we were since, that. Well, uh, no, it would be, so it'd be like 11 since we recorded that. I played and beat 11 other wow. Dragon Quest games, I think, since then. That's that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> so, um, so for today's episode, uh, we're just kind of like expounding upon that, discussing maybe how our opinions and like thoughts, assumptions, those kind of things, kind of have changed in the last year. Uh, plus, as promised, we're going to announce the winner of our twenty dollar eShop gift card giveaway. Uh, you could be the winner, not me or could you. Be. But but you listening? No, no we could not but, be. But you listening? You could be the winner. Um, and then really quickly though, I just want to say that you and I—the reason we didn't really get uh, a new episode up—is because uh, we both we had a lot going on, but we both kind of passed some important milestones uh, last week. Yeah, last week was kind of big for the both of us. With uh, with we became big boys. We did, and by that we mean you celebrated your ten year wedding anniversary. Yep, it was uh, ten years. We got married on Halloween, and so that's been our uh, kind of thing ever since then. Uh, I remember actually that year you were when we got married. You were in my freshman comp class. You were my student at that point. We were just getting to know each yeah, other. Man. I was so young. I was yeah, so young know, and right? youthful. Now I'm. You were. That was also the semester. I can't remember if that was the semester, but I think it was where you stood up in front of my class and took up a collection for a new Xbox. Yeah, it was. I was a freshman in college. Yep. So that was uh, you took up a a collection for buy Austin a new Xbox I fund did. Uh, and convinced me to let you do it in front of the I, class. Yeah. So can, can I share that story for a second? Because yeah, okay. Yeah. I want to explain it. So. Uh, so when I was like, I guess I was like 19 at the time, uh, roughly somewhere around know, in there. Whenever you started yeah, college. Yeah, I, I took like two, uh, roughly two years off between high school and college. I graduated high school a semester early and then uh, started college about a year late. So there's about like three semesters worth of uh, downtime for me between high school and college. But um, yeah, I went around and so my Xbox died. It got that like they used to call it the red ring of death or whatever. Yep. And the Xbox died and 
uh, Final Fantasy 13 was about to come out. And so uh-huh. I, I should have just bought a PlayStation 3. Um, which I ended up doing when the ex, the, the new Xbox died, but I decided I already had a bunch of Xbox games. So I was like, I just want another Xbox 360. And so I went around and asked all my college teachers if I could, uh, talk to the class about an important fundraiser. And all my college teachers said yes, not knowing any better. <laughs> and <laughs> not knowing you. And it was also, well, it was also right after, um, something had happened. So like, some of the clubs at college at the college were actually taking up money. It was like maybe the earthquake in Haiti, like some maybe so because that happened pretty early. Some on disaster then. had happened, and so I stood up in front of the class and I was just like, "Hey, everybody! I just want to take you know an important uh, just a moment to talk about some important stuff with you guys. As many of you know, a tragedy has occurred and all this stuff, and made it sound like I was talking about this you know tragedy that was all over the news, whatever it was. I can't even remember. And then I was like. Um, my Xbox died. And, um, then I, you know, went into my spiel about how people should give me money that I didn't have enough money. I was a poor college kid and they should give me money for my Xbox. And people did. Yeah, they did. Like you actually collected what about half of the money to get Uh, it from a a little over half. Um, yeah, yeah. A little over half to buy. It was the, about Xbox 360, Final Fantasy 13 and, um, uh, for uh, with the money, and uh, so I bought those two things. The rest of the money came from I did a can drive, a, not like a can drive, like canned goods, but like I asked people to give me their aluminum cans, and I took them <laughs> to the recycle center and paid for the rest of it because um, nice. I did not know. Yeah, that. people at my wife's uh, church started bringing her just garbage bags full of cans, and I asked like around the college for people to just like give me their cans, and uh, yeah, I collected wow. cans, and the whole thing took me about a month. Um, but I got an nice. Xbox. I, I didn't have to use any of my own money. And that was 10 years ago. 10 now. years ago. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so that was your 10 year anniversary. It was also my 30th birthday. So, um, yep. So you are, you are officially an adult and there is no way to <laughs> yep, get around. I'm a big now. boy now. <laughs> have three kids and been married like over seven years, but I'm officially a big boy now. <laughs> Yep, you hit thirty. Like it wasn't the three kids or the uh, long-term marriage. There, it was turning thirty. Yeah. So anyway, so let's get straight into today's episode. We haven't even talked about Dragon Quest yet. We got we got so distracted. Um. So, uh. So, just based on things that we were talking about in that episode on Geek to Geek, uh, I was noticing I was still on the fence in that episode. I listened to at a long commute on Sunday, so I, I. listen re-listen to this episode because i honestly couldn't remember like at what point in playing dragon quest i was even at when i recorded that with you and stuff like that and so um at that point i know i was still like on the fence about if i liked dragon quest 11 better than final fantasy 9 final fantasy 9 for like 20 years has been my favorite video game and um i gotta say dragon quest 11 especially with 11s now being out and playing it so much uh, definitely is my favorite video game now. It's definitely in the number one spot. It's just uh, like such a great game. And uh, yeah, so that's definitely taken the top spot for me since uh, when we recorded a year ago. <laughs> Which is, is interesting to me because I can't remember between now and then if you've replayed Final Fantasy IX on the Switch or the PS4 since then. Um, let me think. I played, the last time I replayed 
Final Fantasy Nine. It was on the PS4. I haven't replayed it on the Switch yet. It was on the PS4, okay. and it would have been the spring or summer before I played Dragon Quest Eleven for the first time on PS4. Right. So it's been a while. Like I would like to hear you go back to nine at some point, either on the PS4 or the Switch, and know how it compares after you've played Eleven a couple of times. Yeah, now. I mean, I've played. Um, you know, I played uh, nine pretty close to 11. I mean, you know, one was in the spring, summer, and one was in the fall. So, right. uh, so they kind of, they almost overlap, but not quite. Um, I got to say, it's hard for me to go back to nine now after playing 11, uh, because the only version I've got is the original PS1 version that I've played on my mm-hmm. Vita, and it doesn't have auto battle or battle speed up, oh, yeah. which PS1 games were notoriously slow in uh, battles like taking their time showing off the graphics and uh, animations and so it's really really painful and i actually stopped like i'd reinstalled it uh not terribly long ago just a month or two ago to replay and finish out the last playthrough that i'd started and i couldn't do it i'm gonna end up having to get it on switch to be able to go through the uh the speed up in battles specifically like 11 11s with the speed up in battle to go very fast i've actually got it on the third setting now it is it has spoiled me on rpg battles because they're so efficient but you still see Mm -hmm. everything that uh that i really really cannot play old ps1 games without that now like it's it it is frustrating yeah um so i i i think final fantasy 9 just talking about that for a second is much better to play with the battle speed up. Um, I'm, I'm mostly didn't use it very much until late in the game. And uh, more than anything, I used some of those, like the battle speed up and things like that because I wanted to get, uh, so there's a sword called Excalibur two, and you basically have to get to the almost the, the like next to last boss fight in the entire game in the final dungeon within six hours. Um, yep. Sorry, Which is absolutely. Insane Sorry, maybe it's it's twelve hours, but with PS4 using the speed up, I did it in six. So, but back on the PS1, doing that in like twelve hours, it was like pretty hard because you basically, whenever it get, got to a cutscene, you had to open your PS1, the top of your PS1, to make the cutscene skip, and yep. you couldn't watch any of the like active time events and different things like that. I mean, it was just like. A lot, you know. Uh, so, um, anyway, but having played both of them, I definitely would say 11S is my favorite. And they've also fixed, like I was reading back for the blog that I started at the time. I started with 11 and I was talking about, I, I had like really like two or three, only two or three like gripes about the game. And right. some of those were fixed or improved in 11S, I feel like. So I have some. Seems like pretty much everything yeah. was like this is such a better experience than it was back then in the other versions. So one of my things with uh, the original like vanilla version of Eleven was all the resets they make you do to your skill tree just over and over again, and they right. they still make you reset it a few times in Eleven S, but it's not as often. Um, so so I felt like that was improved upon. Um, and I was even complaining to you about the number of resets in 11S, and you're like, oh, 
Dude, no, 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 no. It got so much worse in the other one that they've cleaned that up a lot, which is much more pleasant to go through where it's just it's not even that it is hard. It's that it's just obnoxious to be like, I just well, did this. You know, I had. Yeah, I wanted. well, it is. It's also unnecessary because you can go to a church and pay a little bit of gold and reset them. I mean, mm-hmm. which is which yeah. is what my original complaint was, is just why are they forcing me to do this in the game when I can just go to a church and do it. And I get it. It's that, you know, in like act two and later points in the game, you get newer abilities and like the skill tree gets mm-hmm. uh, bigger and things like that. So they're like letting you reset it, I guess, for free without charging you money for it. Um, yeah. But I mean, I get, I guess I get why they did it. It's just like, if I can go to a church and pay a little bit of money to reset it, like, I don't have to don't make me reset it so much to the main story. Um, But, you know, I thought that got fixed with 11 S. The other complaint I have is like a it's a consistent like it's a continuity problem with the story. It really, really bugs me. And I thought maybe I got to it in the post game of 11 S and it's still the same. And it makes no sense. And you haven't gotten there yet. And I don't want to spoil it on this podcast, but it's just like, I don't know. For, to, for that story to have so much like care and thought put into it. And then there's just this like glaring continuity error. It just kind of like eats away at me just a little bit. Was this the one that you told me to hurry up and go do the side quest so that you can uh, rage at it, rage about it to me that you've been waiting a year bottling yes, this up. Yes. That okay. Was- and there's a reason I haven't done it yet. And it's mainly because I hate that mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. so badly. And I didn't want to go back to it. And so I probably should do that now because I'm actually in between areas of things to do. Uh, That should be the next one I go do because last night I was just grinding up uh, on metal slimes. It got to like level 82 or something like that. So I need to uh, maybe 85 and need to uh, go through and just do it so that I can see what you're talking about. Oh, that's yeah, that's cool. 82. Um. So I, I haven't had a lot of time to play 11S the last few weeks because of being busy with like just work and home stuff. But um, but I did play it a lot um, last week. Uh, I got to play it because I had I had to wait at the DMV for like an impossibly long time. It was it, like four it, hours. Wasn't so it? yeah, four it was five? super obnoxious. So so I, I I'm originally from Tennessee. It's a really small town in Tennessee. The Lawrenceburg DMV, which is the one in Tennessee that I grew up with, it's like if you have to wait, it's like maybe 30 minutes. It's like you go there and there might be like two people in front of you. And you honestly, you have to wait longer for like the old ladies who work there to like work the computer than you do actually waiting in line to be like seen for your picture or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's not even a dig at the old ladies. It's just to say that there's not very many people at the DMV. And so it goes very quickly. Like I've never had any trouble. The ones down here in Florida, yeah. which was my first, I've been living down here like three years and this was like my first time at the DMV down here. And, uh, it was awful. Uh, there were like, I don't know, 200 people in there. I just had to get, I had to get my license expired. So I had to get it renewed, but I was also having to get changed because I never bothered changing my license to Florida. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, so <laughs> anyway, so I did all that. I had to wait a long time and I brought my switch with me because I was like, Hey, you know, I'll probably have to kill like two hours. And then it was like, 
yeah, four and a half hours right around in there that I had to wait. Yeah, it was crazy. You're texting me a lot about it, like telling me the the numbers that they were calling and being like, I'm so glad I have. Yeah. And I mean, I was really getting nervous that my switch was going to die. I have, I, I have not had as much trouble with switch battery life as some people have. Like, yeah, I haven't had that much problem with it. I think maybe it was because mine was like the first like batch of switches. You know, I got mine like really, really uh, early on after it was released. I've read somewhere that maybe those have like better batteries, but, um, yeah, I mean, mine came like two months after yours, maybe because I had the Wii U that I was playing Breath of the Wild on while you were playing it on Switch. So it wasn't that much longer because I'd visited you and then we played the Switch with Mario Kart and Jennifer then basically came home. I took a nap and I woke up with a Switch on my chest because we both wanted one so badly after yeah. playing yours. So, yeah, I mean, it was really early on that both of us got it. So it wasn't. Like, I've not had any problem, and 11 is one of those that actually runs it down mm-hmm. faster just because it's so intensive on uh, processing. Yeah, but graphics. I mean, my Switch still had battery life after playing it for like three hours, but I started, I started like, I would turn it off every so often because I would get paranoid. I was like, man, what if I have to wait here another three hours and then I don't have a Switch? So I was trying to like conserve the battery because <laughs> that was like my greatest fear. There was that, and also I had to pee, and apparently there was like no restroom in the place. Which seems oh, no. weird, right? I mean, why wouldn't there be like a public restroom at the DMV? But anyway, I get there and there's like, you know, 200 people. There's nowhere to even sit. So I stood up for a while and then I was like, you know what? Like, forget this. I'm just going to sit down. So I sat down all like crisscross applesauce with my switch just in like the floor. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I could that's... hear the old people glaring at me and probably complaining about me on Facebook. Like that's what's wrong with millennials. Yeah. They could afford their student Mm -hmm. loans if they wouldn't play switches in the waiting room floors. (laughs) It's true. I do get looked all the time when I sit in the floor cross-legged somewhere or like relaxed up against the wall when I'm charging something like I don't mind. And people look at me like you're almost 40 years old. You're sitting (laughs) in the floor and it's like, yep, I am because it's more comfortable than that. Yeah. I mean, once a chair opened up, I moved to it. But either way, I was there a long time. So I got to play a lot in Dragon Quest 11 S. And so I got to actually start the post game because the post game is probably my favorite part of the whole game. Like, I don't know. I like the story that takes place in the post game. I like the freedom where I can just kind of move around and do whatever I want as I want to do it kind of thing. Um, so yeah. I really like the post game. So I, so I guess the DMV wasn't all bad because it let me kind of sit there um, and play 11S without like, you know, I, I usually can't play it for long stretches of time because of the kids and stuff. So the DMV let me just sit there and play it for like four and a half hours. Oh, so, uh, so yeah, so that's about it for 11 that I want to say, at least based on the, you know, when we recorded the geek to geek podcast, um, really quickly though, uh, I think it's probably about time for that segment. We like to call shameless self-promotion. Why is this like a very like serious like ballad from 1997? <laughs> I don't know. Just how um, I'm feeling today. Okay. So what I think is funny is that originally with Shameless Self-Promotion, it was going to be like I would say it and there would be like a theme song that you sang every time. And I like that it's just always different yeah. now. Yeah, it's, it's like do, like yeah. we were going to pre-record something and just have it play and we do it different every week and it's 
just um anyway i like that so uh we do have a patreon page so if you want to be uh, one of our patreons uh, you can check us out there it is at patreon.com slash dragon quest fm uh, we have tiers from two dollars all the way up to fifty dollars and any of those tiers gets you access to our monthly mini sodes that we post up you can get cool stuff like stickers and a discord roll or you can even get uh for $10, you can like tell us what episode you uh, want us to talk about. Like, what's the topic? You can choose it. $10. Bucks. Uh, and speaking of Patreon, we have a new uh, patron, uh, Todd Sullivan. So, BJ, you ready to give him a real nice thank you? Todd, I can't wait to hear what you're going to make us say and talk about. You are awesome. I'm so glad that you came. I saw that you got on Discord, and I want to be your friend. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Todd, I, I also want to mention, uh, kind of, I guess for community spotlight, I guess, uh, Todd has a podcast. It's called Nerdberg Review. Um, and I have yep. been enjoying it immensely. Uh, he's been talking about Dragon Quest 11 a lot on that podcast. So, uh, I would recommend, uh, if you guys heading on over to Nerdberg Review and giving him a listen, uh, because I have enjoyed it Absolutely. greatly. Todd and his sister are uh, are great people and do the podcast, so uh, so definitely support them. They're good folks. Uh, also, uh, while we're on the subject of shameless self promotion, if you like our podcast, review our podcast. Yeah. Um, but seriously, yeah, review our podcast. It helps us out. So if you like what you hear, um, just take a minute, give us a review. You can write something up or not. It's up to you. But we really appreciate it uh, either way. Uh, getting back to the episode now, uh, let's talk about Dragon Quest VII for a second because that was that oh, was the man. game I was playing when we recorded this episode. And I love going back to Dragon Quest VII. Like like I had said a while back, it's one that I play in spurts, and so I don't think I could play it all the way through in one in one go as the main game. But it's so much fun going back and forth between other games like it feels fresher whenever i play 11 or 4 or anything else between it so but you played it not like that like you went through the game just as one super long experience i did yeah and it took me about six to eight weeks to beat i mean it was probably the game that took me the longest to beat out of any of them um and it is a long game it's probably the longest game I would say just to get to the first credits and stuff. But um, like if you're comparing it to getting it to the first credits of uh, 11 is what I mean there. But um, right. But it did take me a long time when we recorded that geek to geek episode when I was on there with you, uh, I was only like 16 hours into it. So I wasn't very far into it, but really my opinion hasn't changed that much. Um, even at 16 hours, I was talking about how it seemed like it was just repetitive for the sake of being repetitive. Um, and, and I still right. think it is, you know, it's, there's a, just a lot of unnecessary backtracking and just things that it's like they were just trying to make the game long. And I'm just, I'm still not a fan that much. It also, it has my least favorite cast of characters, which is another big reason I don't like the game. Um, right. even, even some of the Dragon Quest games, I don't like as much as seven. Um, cause seven, I did say in that episode that seven would probably be my least favorite and it's not my least favorite. Um, but it's definitely toward the bottom of my list. I just don't like it very much. Um, but yeah, a big part of that is just the characters. I don't really like 
the characters you start off with. I don't really like the characters you get along the way. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I was just kind of surprised because usually, you know, 16 hours into a hundred hour game, it's like your opinions might change, but my general assumptions about Dragon Quest seven still hold up after having beaten it. <laughs> and that's, that's the, exactly the opposite of what happened to six with you because you got you know 16 hours in you're um, like man um, i don't know if i can finish this and then it became one that you actually liked. yeah I, had, I didn't get it was about 10 hours yeah it wasn't quite as long but yeah um the first like 10 hours i was like eh, this feels a lot like seven because i'd already pl- I'd played seven before six so i was like i don't know man i don't like this uh this seems like i'm gonna have to backtrack a lot and do all this stuff and i just don't know if i like it and then you get vocations the story opens up way more and i really uh I really liked it. And um, I know people complain about characters in six being kind of flat, but I, I still prefer the characters in six over seven. And yeah, seven uh, does not have good characters. And, and and part of that is maybe just the kind of characters. I've never been like a very big like young adult person. Like, y- like young right. adult novels have never been my thing. Even when I was a young adult, like I, I basically went from reading like children's books to reading like Stephen King. Like when, when, when most people are like, you know, 15 and reading like YA novels, like I was getting into Stephen King at the time. And so, um, like there's just all these, so, so admittedly, I'm not a fan of the YA stuff and I feel like seven, I mean, yeah, you're all pretty much kids. Um, most of the main characters are kids, but it's just like, I don't know. I just, I I think that's probably part of it is just that it's the YA stuff is not my, uh, not my, not my cup of tea. <laughs> and I like YA stuff. It's just that the characters in it, like you had mentioned, just aren't as interesting. That it's it's more kiddie. You're right than uh, than a lot of them. But yeah, Seven's characters. I also hate the way the hero looks. Like I'm not gonna lie, the way that the hero looks in Seven makes me not want to play it as much because of his uh, really stupid looking. Uh, I want to be Link hat. I hate it. I, hate I remember you telling him. me that one time. And I think that I think the hero, I think he's a cute little guy. Um, it, I, I don't think he's interesting at all. Like he's just kind of like this fisherman's kid. I don't think he's super mm-hmm. interesting, but I still like him better. I like him better than Maribel, who is my least favorite character. And I just despise um, Kiefer. Mm-hmm. Kiefer starts off really annoying. And then, um, and then, you know, he gets a little better. Um, don't want to like say any spoilers for people who haven't played Dragon Quest Seven, right. but he does get a little better. Um, and then, you know, Sir Mervin, he's fine. He's just an old knight guy. He he's kind of just an archetype more than an actual character. And then you have Ash. Is that her name? Rough. I think her name. I think her name was Ash. She looks a lot like Red from Dragon Quest Eight. Um, she's that kind of character. She's 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 just another playable character. Basically, she doesn't have much character. Um, characterization and stuff either. I actually like Ruff. Um, yeah, you've told me that yeah, before. Like, I don't think you had gotten to Ruff. No, I in, actually, uh, I talked, we no, I talked about him in Geek to Geek. Oh, did you? I I did. I just must have zoned out during that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, uh, I'd just gotten to him and I was talking about how I actually liked him in Seven. I didn't think I would because he annoyed me in Heroes 2. Um, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe it was just the like the voice acting and stuff made him a little less right. tolerable. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I still, I like rough fine in seven. I think he's kind of, I think he's a pretty unique character. You know, he's a, he's a wolf that gets turned into a little boy. Um, and he, and he rides on a wolf and he like uses a wolf to attack people sometimes. And I mean, I think it's, it's a pretty interesting and unique Dragon Quest character. I wish the wolf had a sword. In his <laughs> I know mouth. you do. <laughs> I love, I love dogs with swords in their mouth. Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to mention really was that I noticed in that episode, I was talking about how I was saving eight for last because everybody said it was the best one. And I wanted to make sure I ended my Dragon Quest quest of playing all the mainline DQ games on a positive note and with beating eight last, right. which I think is funny for a number of reasons. Number one, I did not play eight last. I, I ended up, uh, I ended up playing them in order after seven. I went back and played four, five and six and then eight, and nine, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but, uh, so eight was not my final one. I'm really glad it wasn't my last one because Dragon Quest eight is my least favorite Dragon Quest game. And it's, it's so weird how that worked out. I mean, I don't think it's a bad game. It's just my least favorite game. Like I'm not, I'm not even saying anything's wrong with the game or that it's a bad game. It's not a bad game, but it's still my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's when you're ranking go- a series that doesn't have bad games, it's not as though you're saying that the least of them is bad. That I remember talking to Sack Chief and then seeing him, uh, rank them on the, uh, on the YouTube channel where it's like, you know, this may be my least favorite one, but it's still a really good game. And that's really how this series is unlike Final Fantasy, where there's a good chance that if you dislike a Final Fantasy, it's not because it's just the least good. It's because there's something about it that yeah. is bad. Yeah. I like kind of like 13. Yeah. Like there are there. Well, there are more missteps in series like that that uh, experiment more. And with a series like this that stays more traditional to its mechanics that uh, that you have way less. It's way less likely that you're going to have a real miss and make it bad. That's what the spinoffs are for. And even they haven't really had a big. Yeah. And and maybe that's why eight is my least favorite is because it's the it's the least experimental of any, like each Dragon Quest game kind of added something or did something kind of cool that was different from the ones before and after it. And DQ8 is just kind of, it's just kind of a JRPG, you know, you're just, you're just some characters and you do some stuff and you save the world and you get in fights and, you know, you get points to unlock abilities and it's just like, there's nothing special about it, I guess. And I don't have the, I don't have the nostalgia of playing it on the PS2 and it having these amazing PS2 graphics at the time and having voice acting for the first time and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so just playing it in, you know, 2019, um, it just ended up not being <laughs> my favorite. And I just, I, I prefer, you know, a lot of the old, like four, five, and six are probably my favorite string of Dragon Quest games after 11. Um, right. So. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was weird how that turned out because I was so hopeful for eight and then uh, I ended up being really disappointed in it when I was playing it and everything. I kept expecting it to be um, to, to be better, I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a generic and, RPG. 
And I'm really thankful that it was my first full Dragon Quest game because of those reasons, because I wasn't attached to it in any way. I thought it was really pretty when I saw Bobby playing it, uh, 13th Story on Twitter, posting pictures of it. So me going into it was like, oh, yeah, that's what this game is. It took me about 20 hours to really grasp what it was and not give it up. But once I got there, it was like, oh, yeah, that's what this game is. This is great. And uh, it got me past what I'd said. Somebody was listening to an early Geek to Geek episode where I was talking about how much I didn't like Dragon Quest. And it took eight to make me appreciate just that. uh, I don't even want to say bare bones RPG, but that truly traditional, you know, straightforward JRPG that it is. It got me to appreciate that, which I can go in then and play the rest of the series and look at it as what they're doing and doing so well and eight also suffers from it being a ps2 game which for me it's harder to go back and play ps2 games than any other yeah, retro i agree console. because the emphasis on ps2 games is almost always graphics and voice acting and so it makes all the especially rpgs from the ps2 era they are feel really like slowly paced and have overly long cut scenes and things Yep, because they were experimenting with that technology, and then by the time PS3 came around, they had realized how to do it and make it enjoyable. Yeah, there, there's a few PS2 RPGs that I think still hold up fairly well, but most of them, even ones that I remember liking at the time and have gone back to play, I'm just like, man, this is so slow right. and kind of boring now. Like, I don't care about all this, all these cutscenes. <laughs> um. And like I was saying in the Sack Chief episode, the same thing for Rogue Galaxy for me with camera angles, like because they hadn't figured out how to really make the uh, the Joy-Con, not Joy-Con, the analog stick do cameras well. So it was really manual and uh, stiff, like left, right, up, down. You didn't really have a whole lot of 360 degree control, and that made it much harder to play those games, too. Uh, so I think that uh, that, yeah, I'm glad that we've moved on and that I played that game when I did. And, and I will say, going back to something you said just a moment ago, I think if Dragon Quest Eight had been my first Dragon Quest game, I think I would have liked it like a thousand times more. I think mm. I think eight is a I think eight is a pretty good starting point for the series. Um you know I, I think several of the games work as good starting points for the series, but I think eight works really well just because it, it is a good game. It's just that you know, coming off of some of the others, like, uh, you know, like four and five and six that I really loved and then right. playing eight and it was just kind of like, you know, PS2 RPG. I think that kind of ruined it for me. And I think if I had never played a Dragon Quest game and I started up eight and I saw like the humor and the art style and the saber cats, which I know is what kind of d- did it for you. That's what yeah. got me, man. Getting the saber cats. Bobby was fighting some saber cats. Oh, like that is so and I pretty. Think, I think if that had been my first game and it was all of that, I would have like it would have made me want to play more Dragon Quest games. Um, yeah, but uh, because it wasn't, you know, it kind of ended up being my least favorite, and that's totally just a me thing. It's a, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> we have to break up Dragon Quest. <laughs> that's 8, true, and it's totally all my fault. You did nothing. You did nothing. It's true. <laughs> Uh, which is high praise (laughs) um so uh we need to get a winner uh for our uh giveaway so we're giving away a 20 dollar e-shop gift card this will hopefully 
which will cover any of the Dragon Quest games, and it will get you eight, it could get you two of them uh, for what it was, which was the reason we picked this so that you could get part or all of the original trilogy uh, on your Switch, um, or you can buy whatever you want. I mean, we're <laughs> that's giving true. you the money. That's true. So, uh, <laughs> we're all- I mean, the, the thought behind it when we did it yeah. was that that uh, that these are on there, and if you've been looking to try them there or play them on the Switch, they're there. But you know, buy what you want. Buy Cosmic Star Heroin on there. It's fantastic. And um, yeah, and I mean, a twenty dollar gift card that would go pretty far into buying Eleven S as well. So, which I highly recommend it's if true. you haven't played Eleven S yet. Uh, so. Uh, so like we said on Twitter, we're using like an RNG program to just do this. So it is a totally random thing. It makes it exciting. Who knows what's going to happen? It's true. We've no, num- you've numbered and added uh, everybody. Yeah. People everybody, in, right? everybody that liked retweeted, uh, and was following us. Um, so we can send them the code, um, was assigned a number and then. Uh, yeah, so here, I, I know people don't probably don't care about this technical aspect. We're just talking while we get this ready. Um, but uh, without further ado, drum roll, please. The winner is Summer Wind. Woo, Summer Wind! Uh, username Summer W73320644. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so we'll DM you the code. Congratulations, Summerwind. Uh, and thanks to everybody who uh, who participated in our giveaway. We'll hopefully have another one pretty soon. We like giving away stuff. It's fun. I like. It's true. We do like it. We like you guys. We like making friends this way, which is one of the best things about it. And, you know, you turned 30. It was a happy birthday, Austin. That's give true. away so we give other people presents instead oh, of you but i got presents too oh, <laughs> you did get so uh thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode remember if you want to talk to us directly on twitter our handle is at dragon quest fm uh, you can also talk to me personally at underscore austin underscore king you can find me at professor beige which is B-E-E-J. You can listen to me on the geek to geek podcast, which we're in our fourth season at geek to geekcastcom And we're part of the geek to geek media network where we have tons of streamers and other podcasts and just lots of fun stuff with blogs and things like that. So you can find all of that at geek to geek And if you would like to join us on discord or Slack, the invite links are in the menu there. So slack.geek geek2geekmedia.com and discord.geek2geekmedia.com So, thanks everybody, and congrats, Summerwind! Bye-bye! Na-na-na-na.